Lord, everybody. Thank God for everybody. Welcome to our prayer ministries international. My name is Prophet Larry Andre Jr., a pastor, and I thank God for everybody that's here. And also, I want to share if you have any comments, any prayer requests, um, email me at powerprayer at hotmail.com. It's powerprayer at hotmail.com. And I want to thank God for everybody that's here. Also, I know we're approaching the holiday season, and I just want to tell everybody, enjoy your family and friends. If you don't have family or friends, just, just enjoy yourself. Don't let the holidays get you smart or stressed out. If you don't have it, don't have it. A lot of times we place too much emphasis have. So we, we worry about things we don't have and then try to create to make it happen. But I just want to tell you something. Things change daily. So enjoy the holidays. If you, if you don't, you know, feel like cooking. God, and sometimes you just got to say, I'm going to someone in the house this year. Don't have the money. Say, well, they're going to get gift cards. Or I can't not this year. We have to learn to say no and, and enjoy ourselves. I see, like, around this time of year, into the, see all these people spend money that they just don't have. And and then they, they work hard from January up to October to pay it off and then the same cycle. So we, we all have to use wisdom holiday. And I just, if you're not feeling it this year, this is you on someone's house, I bake a couple things, or you know, because things change. You know, we do have faith in God, but when I look at it, if God didn't bless me to have it, I cannot worry about it. I desire to have it. It's a lot of things I desire to do. If I don't have it, I just can't worry about it. Um, that's learning now. You know, I desire to have many things. I don't have it, I just don't have it. So I just thank God. God, you know. Other one that it's just like we desire to do much around the holidays. Change, just do black. No, I remember a time um growing up. Um, uh, I was growing up, and you know, I didn't have a lot of money, but you look forward for just being and meeting your cousins and uncles and aunties and other people. For that, and I remember a time. Um, a lot of times we, you know, when I was young, we used to get stocks and. Oranges, apples, and peppermint sticks. <laughs> Those things were um, something you cherish, a small thing. Amen. Everyone hear me okay? 
Bluetooth. Uh, I have a Bluetooth. Sometimes go in and out. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to go into prayer, but I just want to tell everybody, enjoy yourself on the holidays. Enjoy yourself and amen. Enjoy yourself on the holidays and just enjoy yourself and just learn to be appreciative. Um, so I, and I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest. Uh, you know, there's temptation out there in Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but just enjoy yourself. And I'm learning that slowly. So <laughs> I thank God um, for His patience with me, because the Lord don't have to be patient with me. The Lord don't have to be patient with any of us. Any of us. Any of us. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, pray some scriptures, and uh, go from there. And I'm not gonna be for you long. But I want to just thank God for everybody who. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you for this day, Lord. Praise you, and Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bind and rebuke any sickness that try to overcome our bodies in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, uh, sins of omission and commission. And, Lord, uh, in the name of Jesus, let us know the way of peace according to Romans 3 and 17. May the God of peace be with us uh, according to Romans 15 and 33. Let mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to to us, Father, according to Jude chapter 2, let peace come to us and our, our household and all that we have according to First Samuel 25 and 6. Uh, o Lord, lift your countenance upon us and give us peace according to Numbers 6 and 26. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your covenant of peace according to Numbers 25 and 12. We will depart from evil and do good, and and will seek peace and pursue it, according to Psalms 34 and 14. You have redeemed our soul in peace from the battle that was against us, according to Psalms 55 and 18. Your laws give us great peace, and nothing caused us to stumble, according to Psalms 119 and 165. Let peace be in our walls and prosperity within our palaces, according to Psalms 122 and 7. Lord, you make peace in our borders. Fill us with the finest wheat, according to Psalms 147 and 14. We are spiritually minded, therefore life and peace are minds, according to Romans 8 and 6. Lord, you're not the author of confusion, but of peace, according to 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. You, O Lord, are our peace and have made one with you, according to Ephesians 2 and 14. Let our household be counted worthy, so that your peace will come upon it, according to Matthew 
10 and 13. The peace you give to, to me is not what the word gives, that from my heart will not be troubled, according to John 14 and 27. I will acquaint myself with you and be at peace and goodwill will come to me according to Job 22 and 21. Thank you, Lord, that you give me strength and peace according to Psalms 29 and 11. I pray that I will be meek and delight myself in abundance of peace according to Psalms 37 and 11. Let me be like the one who is blameless and upright for the future of, of that man is peace, according to Psalm 37 and 37. Let my mind be stayed on you, and you will keep me in perfect peace because I trust in you, according to Isaiah 26 and 12. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the peace of Solomon. We pray, we pray for the peace in Jerusalem and Israel. And the Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, we walk in peace, not in fear, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, just say thank you. And Lord, we praise you, Father. Lord, keep us focused on you. Focus in you. Focus on the task that you have, have given us in the name of Jesus. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just say thank you, Father. Lord, we praise you. Ah, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Father God, we just say thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. Lord, you are good all the time, Father. Lord, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we will never again we allow Pharaoh, Satan, to control us because we have been delivered from his power. Never again will we be slaves to Satan. We are now the servants of Christ. Never again will we allow the devil to do what he desires in our life, but we resent the devil and he flees from us, according to James 4 and 7. Never again will we, will we listen or believe the lies of the devil for he is a liar and the father of lies, according to John 8 and 44. Never again will we listen to the voice of the wicked one. Never again will we be vexed with unclean spirit. Never again will we be harassed by the enemy, according to nine, Matthew 9 and 36. Never again will we be bound, for Christ has made us free, and we are free indeed, according to John 8 and 36. Never again will we allow demons to operate in our control and control our life. Never again will we allow demons of fear to control our life. Never again will we allow the demons of pride to puff us up, according to 1 Corinthians 4 and 6. Never again will we allow the demons of lust to operate in our members. Never again will we allow the demons of religion, religion to make us act religious. Never again will allow the demons of double-mindedness to confuse us and make us indecisive. Never again will allow demons of rejection to control our life. Never again will we allow disobedience and rebellion to control our life. Never again will we allow curses to hinder our life. We break every curse, for we have been redeemed from a curse, from according to Galatians 
3 and 13. Never again will open the doors for demons to come into our life through unforgiveness, according to Matthew 18 and 35. Never again will allow, never again will we open the doors for demons to enter our life through habitual sins. Never again will allow the demons, the door for demons to enter our life through occult involvement. Never again we will open the doors of demons to enter through rebellion and disobedience. Never again will allow the enemy to control our will, but we submit our will to the will of God. And never again will the heavens be shut over our life, but the Lord has opened the windows of heaven. Never again we will labor and work in vain in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I speak blessings over everybody on this line, those who are online, as well as those who listen to the recordings. And Father God, we ask for your deliverance, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, that Lord, deliverance is here. And, Lord, we, I surrender my will. And, I, Lord, I pray that everyone will surrender their will to your will in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, just say thank you, Lord. And, Lord, I ask for the mind of Christ for myself and for your people. Lord, I pray for the mind of Christ, even through our dreams, even our visions, in the name of Jesus. Lord, as David said, create us a clean heart, O oh Lord, and remove the right spirit within us. Lord, I pray that worship and praise will be upon my lips and upon your people in the name of Jesus. Lord, let us not walk in unforgiveness. Lord, let us not walk in bitterness and pride in the name of Jesus. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask of you, Lord, to cleanse the air, cleanse our atmosphere in the name of Jesus. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, I pray, Father, that people will begin to take better care of their bodies in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, um, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I even pray that people will begin to pray over their food before they eat it in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we love you, and, Lord, we thank you. And, Lord, Lord, we just say thank you. We thank you for life after strength. Lord, we thank you for the abilities to walk. Lord, we thank you for transportation. Lord, we thank you, Father, for a roof over our head. Lord, we thank you for, for our yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you that we don't have a leaking roof, Father. And, Lord, it's people who have to live with a house that leaks water, an apartment, or, and then people that's in foreign countries that stay in huts or or temporary buildings that leak when it rains and, and blow drafts of cold air. And, Lord, we thank you that, that we have insulation. And, Lord, Lord, we, we just ask your forgiveness for us being ungrateful. There's people that don't have carpet or even tile floors, Father. They walk on concrete. They lay on concrete. And, Father God, we thank you. And, Lord, I ask you to bless, bless your people, bless the people around the world for comfort, Father, in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, for insulated homes in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for food. That, Lord, we thank you, Father, for, for clean water. Lord, we thank you for the abilities. We have the abilities of plumbing to take a bath, to take a shower, to wash dishes, to wash clothes in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Yes, we thank you for Yes, Lord, we, we thank you for electricity, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that, Lord, we have just a means of 
money, Father, to just go shopping to buy things we need and things we desire. Lord, we just say thank you, Father, because not everyone has that. Lord, we thank you, Father. We, Lord, I just thank you for clean water in the name of Jesus. Lord, Lord, you remind me of of country that people have to wash their clothes in in swamps and 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 cesspools in the name of Jesus. That Lord. Lord, you show me, Father, and Lord, we thankful. And Lord, I pray, Father, that when when Americans or other European countries, any country that help these poor nations, they want to take advantage of their natural resources or try to rule the land. But Lord, if they come to help, they come to help in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for clean water to gush out of rocks, Father. To to the Lord, I pray for rivers to supernaturally flow through deserts and foreign lands in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I even pray for uh, greenery. I pray, uh, Lord, I even pray miracles in foreign lands that that governments are communists and they, they refuse to help these type of people. But, Lord, I pray that your will be done. I pray for those who are underground, Father, I speak protection over them. And, Lord, we love you and we thank you. Holy Ghost, help me this day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. And I just want to thank God for everybody that's on the line. I thank God for you. And I'm not going to be before you long, but uh, today I was going to talk on the seven symptoms of a of a prideful heart. Um, we all deal with pride in different ways, and I'm guilty of it. Pride is at the root of fear and anxiety. Pride. Um, and I th- and I thought about that. I think pride. You know when you and I'm gonna be honest. Um, you know, growing up in a in you know in poverty areas or I want to say areas of between poverty and middle class, my children in poor school district that you know that they, they have Jordans or Felas or Adidas or a different name brand clothing, uh, uh, and you think they have it together, and they 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 go around prideful. Uh, if you look at people in the church that had, you know, back then it was Dude and Bert, or um, you know, now it's, I think it's, I don't think Styles, Louis Vuitton, Michael Kors, Guess, it's different brands now. And you assume that they have it together. Oh, they and we look at the outside of an individual, but we don't pay attention. They grow up in the same place, and I'm reminded that even when I was coming up, even dope dealers and those who sell drugs say, "Why they got a Louis Vuitton? All this stuff." And we think pride is a is a part of self confidence. They're pride is very confident. No, pride is a root of fear and anxiety. And to look to look apart, but you're not there. And um, I'm going to Matthew's 14 and 31. Matthew's 14 and 31. I'm reading out the New, the New Living Translation. 
14, 31, it says, Jesus immediately, um, I'm going to go to 28. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. And Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Verse 29, yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw a strong wind, the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached him out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they clammed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Now, this is why. Why did the wind didn't blow while they was in the boat? Wind could have blown, and and Peter would have stayed in the boat. But there was a sense of calmness when Peter walked to Jesus. Everything was calm. But when things are calm, you have faith. You know, it's amazing, and I'm guilty of We have faith when everything's going good. But when trouble arises, all of a sudden, I don't know what it is, we become double-minded. And when you walk in faith, storms will come. Winds will blow. You had to keep your focus on Jesus. But what most of the times what we do when we're going through stuff at home, even the more we try to present that all is well. Say that again. No one really don't know what you're going through. But sometimes we 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 will have pride say, Well, I'm gonna wear this, I'm gonna wear that, and I'm gonna just show I have it still going on. But with but within yourself, you don't have faith. So you look look like the part. You look good on the outside, but inside you're shivering, you're scared, you're nervous. And you say you have faith in Jesus, but when things arise, you doubt. Well, you start retreating back. So a lot of times when you have faith and when storms and situations arise, are you going to still keep walking on the water? Are you going to still keep your focus on Jesus, or are you going to sink? And it's amazing. After Peter got back on the boat, the, the wind stopped. A lot of times you are tested. You are tested. Are you going to pass the test, or are you going to retreat back? It's just a test. Peter was tested. Because there's nowhere in the scripture to say, oh, the wind was still going. It was still going. The water waves was, was still going. But it stopped after Jesus saved Peter, and Peter went back on the boat. Are you going to pass the test? Things going to rise. Situations going to occur. Are you going to walk in pride? Because pride always comes before destruction. So keep your focus on Jesus. We all get off track. 
but we have to stay focused. You know, one thing I love about, you know, mothers, you know, they have their children. They they know they can distinct they can uh distinctly learn the different cries of a child. They can say, Oh, that child is hungry. Oh, they pepper need changing. Or they cry because they want to get out. But as they get older, they know the difference between whining and there's and there's a real situation like, oh no, they hurt something. I, I know that cry. So, and you and as time go on, you know the difference. As they get older, they learn to communicate, and you can say, no, nah, something wrong. But we have to learn to stay focused, even when don't get the answers, even though you don't understand, even though you don't know why this situation came up. We have to focus on Jesus. And focus is, is not what people think you got to stay. No, it's just keep reading your word, keep praying, keep talking to God. Stay focused because we all get off focus. We all get out of alignment. Just like your, your vehicle. Even your vehicle needs alignment every 10, 20,000 miles. Your vehicle needs alignment because it gets off alignment at times. Like in Houston, we have potholes, we have construction, we have rough roads, we have clear roads. But in Houston, you, you need, your vehicle needs alignment. So even though we go through the bumps of life, the potholes of life, you fall in a situation, you get back up, and and you you deal with harsh reality. You have to keep your focus on Jesus to get back in alignment and in good standing. Because life will throw some curveballs. It it will have you unbalanced. But Jesus is the focus. Jesus is the balance. You know, uh, with the weight scale, every weight scale must have a balance. And Jesus is the balance of this world. It's nothing in this world that God, Jesus, is shocked of. Amen? And when you doubt God, you know, and I, and I learned this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you doubt God, doubt God because you're still trying to do things in your own strength. That's why we doubt. We, we try to figure it out. When a situation comes, we doubt, we think. When God tells you anything, hold on to it. Amen? Praise God. Entitlement. Self-sacrifice stems from a humble heart, but entitlement is rooted in a prideful heart. I feel like we're entitled to something. I always feel that we are entitled. Um, the disciples wrestled with entitlement many times. On one occasion, they were arguing about who was the greatest. They selfishly thought they deserved honor and glory. But Jesus' response to them was a rebuke. Rather, let the greatest among you become at the youngest and the leader as one who serves, Luke 22 and 23. 
We're going to go to Romans 3 and 23. For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glory standard. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus, who he freed us from the penalties of sin. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when, when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life Said in his blood, and this sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. Now, when we feel like we're entitled to something, we always fall into danger. Um, entitlement, like, well, I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled because I have perfect attendance in Sunday school. I have perfect attendance in, in my job. We always feel like we're entitled to something. But when you're entitled to something, you, you feel like you have to be greater than someone. We need to check ourselves. You know, um, I don't hear this much, but when I was coming up, I know, you know, black people went through slavery and went through um, different things and Know, and people said, well, the Jews got their restitution from, you know, um, going through World War II with Adolf Hitler, but we haven't received our, our uh, compensation being slaves. And, you know, that's the attitude. You know, I don't hear it as much. But, you know, when I, you know, as I got older, I say, well, I know slavery was, Slavery was in America, but I'm not. I don't feel like I have to wait on entitlement, you know, because I believe those who, you know, if we if we got it, that been a blessing. But why well, I'm gonna wait on something that would never come, and I still have to trust God, you know. And some people think they're entitled, like, well, I, I took care of mother, you know, all these years, and. When she died, she gave her estates to the youngest. I feel like we're entitled to different things, but that's a, a prideful heart. That, you, know, I, you know, I should have got it. And what I learned, you know, through black history, I say God brought us a long ways, and we still have a long ways to go. But I'm not going to sit here and wait on something that, you know, God never told me, say, son, I'm going to give you restitution, I'm going to give you, Compensation because your family have been in slavery. No, all old thing God dealt with me and say, son, you have to do what I tell you to do. Son, you're called for this. You're called for ministry. And that's what I need to do. You know, and that, those are things I have learned. And I have learned to do things out of a, a heart of God, not because I'm expecting to receive something or I'm entitled to something. And I have seen this happen a whole lot even in corporate America, even in small, small businesses, I've seen that I thought should got a promotion, but they didn't get the promotion. It was the one that, that did not fulfill their requirements got the re promotion. So 
Entitlement is a prideful heart. I'm entitled to this. You can be somewhere 30, 40, 50 years and never get in the position you need to be because you're still stuck in that. And those are things I learned. Everything, only what you do for Christ is going to last. Um, another thing, being ingrateful, uh, being ungrateful, ingratitude. You have to be grateful. Um, a proud heart say we are good, that we should get what we want. And if we don't, we are justified in our ingratitudes. If we were uncomfortable or inconvenienced in any way, we can complain. It's all right. That's a proud heart. Humility recognizes that God is good. But we have to learn to be grateful for what we have, what we don't have. And and why, you know, and I'm guilty. I have complained because I should got a better raise. I should have got in a better position in life. I should have been further in in ministry. I should have been further in my personal life. And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm stuck on that. I start complaining where God, what kind of God you are, because I'm still stuck here. And you, you become ingrateful if you're not uh, in gratitude. You start being ungrateful. And you have to release that. You have to be grateful for what God has you right now. But, Lord, I should have been further in life. I should have had a paid-off house. I should have had a paid-off car. I should have had a better retirement plan. I should have, should have, would have, could have. But being ungrateful, it, it closes your blessing. For example, I remember a time... Um, I had a cousin, and we was like teenagers. And I want to say out of 100 presents under the Christmas tree, I'm going to say he, 40, 40 of those presents belong to him. And I'll never forget this day as long as we live. They bought him expensive shoes, expensive sweaters. I think back then the, the popular brand was Jabos and Carl Canal, and he got so much stuff. And and I won't say he got a lot of stuff. And um and at the with all the presents and it was like a, a like a couch. And that couch had you can see three to four people. It was full of stuff just for him. And and I remember uh, him saying this, I'll never forget this day, he says, Is that is this all? And I'm like looking at my brother and some of my cousins, I'm like that Negro got more presents than anybody. And all you say, that's all. And I think we got like maybe two, three presents apiece or four. But they was like, out of three presents, you get one nice gift, maybe a nice shirt or a nice jacket and rest probably a pair of socks or, or whatever, a little toy or something. Something that's... And I never forget, I never forget that day as long as I live. I said, this little ungrateful person. I mean, it's a bunch of stuff. So, and uh, and looking at that, I say, you know, it taught me. And I'm not all, you know, I'm not fully there, but it taught me to be grateful. And you know, it's just like like I go in stores sometimes. I want to buy three items. I only can get one. I can get two. 
I learn to be grateful for what I can get. So I learned to take stuff back. <laughs> so if we go back to that children Israel that was in the wilderness for 40 years, a lot God fed them. They had sandals that never got worn. They had manna fall from heaven. They had water coming out of rocks. God, uh, they, times they had sour water. God sweetened the water. It, God blessed them. But the main thing they always resort back say it was be- better at Pharaoh. It was better when we were slaves. And I'm thinking like, you prefer to be in slavery and being free in the wilderness? So ungrateful heart is part of a prideful heart, but you always feel that you're entitled to something. People pleasing is a sign of prideful heart. And um, Galatians 1 and 10. Galatians 1 10. Living translation. Obviously, I am not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If people pleasing were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. People pleasing. You know, and I, you know, over the years, I got to please the people. Oh, I got to know. Do what God tell you to do. And I'm going to tell you this, you, you you will not get what you want out of people. People change. You know, like the old people say, people can be fickle sometimes. <laughs> they, can, they can change up on you. So if you do what God tells you to do, you don't have to please people. If they stay, they stay. If not, they'll go. But don't ever please people, um, even in, in relationships. You know, we always want people approval in the house. You know, if you ain't satisfied with you, your husband, wife, things like that, I'm going to ask them how other people like this. No. Y'all work it out together. Never people please. Got to please the people because they the one pay the bills. In business, you know, there's business models, but when you, if you become a people pleaser, it only tears you down. It don't lift you up. For example, I deal with customers that always want a discount. They always want a discount. They feel that they should get more. They should always feel they should get more. And thank God I don't deal with the side, the sales side of it. But I let the salesman deal with it. And, and you know, the, the bottom line. Stay, you stay. If not, they've got other competition. And sometimes you have to be that way. Prayerlessness. Pride deceives us into thinking we can do life on our own, that we are capable and independent and unstoppable, self-reliant. We think we don't need, need God every hour. That we don't need his help, grace, mercy, courage, and hope. 
So surely we don't need to pray. But our humble heart submit itself to God in prayer because it knows it cannot do nothing without him. Jonah 1 and 3, when God humbled him in the belly of a great fish, Jonah finally cried out in prayer. And, you know, oh, I don't feel like praying. Oh, I'm so tired of praying. It's a symptom of pride. You know, that's different between tired full of pride. When things are going good and flowing good, oh, I don't need God. Is everything going good? Oh, soon devastation hit. Amen. A hypocrite. Hypocrite. Um, judgmental. A hypocrite. I don't sin like that person. In a sin. We'll go back to this illustration. You have two dozen of chocolate chip cookies. And if I say I put a half a teaspoon in those two dozen of chocolate chip cookies, put half a teaspoon of waste, bowel movement in it. How many of you all would want to eat those cookies? If I say if I put a a 10 millimeter syringe of waste in those two dozens of cookies, how many of you all would want to eat them cookies? If, if I say I coughed over those cookies before I put it in the oven, how many of you all are going to want those cookies? Sin is sin. It's no big sin. It's no little sin. Sin is sin. If I steal a, a dollar item, where should someone steal a $10,000 item? Theft is theft. There are people that's in jail for stealing a pack of bread as well as those who stole millions. They're not better to, than no one. We we work differently. But a lot of times we oh, you know, I pray seven times a day. I pray seven days a week. They only pray once a day. And it's just like when when the Pharisees came to Jesus in the book of Mark and they said, Oh, we wash our hands before we eat and they saw Jesus ate without washing his hand and they was and Jesus said, Well, you wash your hands, but you're not clean. You know, you clean, you worry about the outside, but your inside is is den of vipers. Yeah, yeah, inside. So um, we're gonna go to Matthew 23, Matthew chapter 23, verse 27. Matthew 23, 27. What's a New Living Translation? What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law? And you Pharisees, hypocrites, but you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurities. 
Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Amen. Rebellion. Rebellion. Rebellion shows reflects a prideful heart. It shows itself as a lack of submission to your wife, to your husband, children, to your parents, employees, your bosses, citizens, to your own government. Rebellion say, I know better than you, God, when you don't. That's rebellion. Lord, you should have did it like this. Lord, if you did what I told you to do, I would have been better. That's rebellion. But, Lord, if you gave me this person, my life would have been better. You know, I learned something. I found out that domestic violence, domestic violence situations occurs more in wealthy areas than poor areas. We always think domestic violence is always in the poor, in the poor, in the poor, in the poor. It's prideful. Well, you know, uh, I had to do it. But she won't listen to me. Or he won't listen. Rebellion is rebellion. Rebellion, say, well, you know I'm rich. You need to do what I tell you to do. You know I'm rich. You need to do. That's rebellion. God, rebellion is, God, God uh, I can't do your plan right now. Because, Lord, I'm trying to work on my business. I'm trying to work on my, have projects going. Lord, I have to put your plan on hold. Well, uh, Lord, I, you know, you're telling me to do X, Y, and Z. But, that, Lord, that's just not going to work in my plans. Rebellion. Rebellion to tell God, Lord, let me do something else. I must have made a mistake. It's rebellion. Rebellion means you don't, if, if you can't submit to God, you can't submit to your husband. You can't submit to God, you can't submit to your wife, your children, your boss. You ever know this one person at your job, everybody has this one person, that even the bosses are afraid of this person. You say, this person is a regular employee. Regular employee. I know she's been with the company, and he's been in the company so many years. But they feel like they deserve a, um, you know, it was a joke. Um, you know, some people that have been with a company over 20 years, um, they entitled, they entitled to being an acting supervisor. And you have those people like that. So, you know, and the managers and bosses are scared of them. And how, whatever she tell you, you just do it. There's a difference between a boss saying they know what they're talking about versus they stand up. So rebellion. If you can't submit to God, you can't submit to no one. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we need to ask God to be our humble servant. Uh, Philippus. Um, two. Four two six say, have this mind among you, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who through he was formed of God, did not count 
uh, equally with God, a thing to be grasped, but empty itself by taking a form of a certain being born in the likeness of man. Amen. Oh, if Jesus had to humble himself, who are we? Amen. So, you know, we all have to work on things. Yes, we are born into sin, shape, and iniquity, but we have to change our ways. I remember um, this young lady I was best really good friends with, and her mom has a bad attitude. And she and she say, well, you know, I'm going to have a bad attitude like my mom. I'm like, why? But that's how my mom is, and, and that's the way she acts. You know, at different time of the month, I think, why you got to act like that? I didn't, it didn't grasp me. I was like, why do you want to have an attitude like your mom? I was 15, 16, I just didn't grasp that. But why do you want to have an attitude? So we are, some things we need to work on. But when God reveal it to you, let God reveal it to you and, and just say, Lord, it's me. Lord, I need help in that, you know, because... Everybody here on this line has some stubborn ways, harsh ways, some silly ways. All need help. Amen? Amen. I want to thank God for everybody that came on the line. I praise God for you. I'm going to say anyone that want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord, it's important that you do that. Tomorrow is not promised to you. Next week is not promised to you. But keep your life to the Lord. You know, um, every time I turn around, someone has passed. Uh, I got a, take, uh, um, got a text message on Wednesday that someone, best friend, mother, and father passed away. And I got a text message today that someone, husband, passed away. So death... Death, death is part of life. We can't escape, escape death. I just pray that if Jesus come, I'll be caught up with Jesus. That's my desire, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen like that. So anyone want to rededicate your life to the Lord or give your life to the Lord, repeat after me, say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I need you. I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for dying on the cross. For my sins. For my sins. I open the door. Open the door. Of my life. My life. Receive you as Lord and Savior. Receive you as Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Thank you for forgiving all my sins. Give me eternal life. Give me eternal life. Take control. We're taking control of the throne of the throne of my life. The throne of my life. Even a kind of person. Thank you for making me the kind of person you want me to be. Thank you want me to be. Thank God for everybody who gave their life to the Lord. Heaven is rejoicing, and I encourage you to go to go to a church. 
And I encourage you to start off with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and start reading about the things of Jesus. I encourage you to pray, which is talking to God, through time it will get better and better. And I also encourage you to attend Bible study, Sunday school, if your church offer that. Amen. I thank God for everybody that's here. Anyone? Anyone have any testimony? Do anyone have any testimony? Any testimony? Any testimony? Amen. Anyone have any prayer requests? Any prayer requests? Now, if you have any personal prayer requests, you can e- you can email the church at powerprayer at hotmail dot com. It's powerprayer at hotmail.com. Amen. Any more, any prayer requests? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. On next Sunday, Sunday morning, I would have, we'd be having service at the Spring Hill Suites. Or is that 20303 Faithwood Park Drive is 20303 Casewood Park is C H A S E W O O D Park Drive and it's Houston, Texas 77070 and service will start at 10 a.m. and will close out at 12 p.m. Anyone that can come will be greatly appreciated, and I thank God for you all that can come. And if you can't come, just keep, you know, just keep the service in prayer. Amen. Amen. Also, um, on November 24th, we will not have uh, nightly service on November 24th. So enjoy your time with your family and friends through this Thanksgiving holiday. Amen. So November 24th, we will not have service, as well as December 29th. Amen. I want to thank God for everybody that's here. And we're going to uh, come to a close. Heavenly Father, I just pray blessings upon everybody on this line. And also, thank you, Holy Spirit. Continue to read Proverbs. Read a proverb a day. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, I speak blessing the blood of Jesus over everyone, over their children, grandchildren, over their single life, and those who are married. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, I speak blessings this week. Lord, I speak deliverance. I speak a root of, of deliverance. I speak the root of it in the name of Jesus. That the root of every situation we deal with will be revealed and uprooted in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, I pray the mind of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you, Lord. I speak immune um, systems to be strengthened in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray for healing before surgery in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we love you. 
And, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to tell everybody good night. Be blessed that Jesus loves you, and I do too. And I just tell everybody, be encouraged. Stay focused on Jesus. Now I just say, everybody, have a blessed week. And Lord will, I'll be back here next Sunday. Good night, everyone. Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless.